or you can just use the paper that I gave you because we're looking at a lot of verses. I have been just praying over. I, 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 I read the book of Acts. <clears throat> I try to read it every week. I at least read some of it every week. Sometimes it takes me two weeks to get through it, but I've done that for years, for years, and I'm so glad I do um, because every time I do, I get something new. You see on your paper, I've just entitled this, we, we Need Another Pentecost. Now, let me explain. It wasn't because the original Pentecost wasn't enough. It's because the church has taken a weird direction since then, um, a little opposite of what God intended, I believe, um, Let's pray and we'll dive. God, I thank you for this night. I thank you for your word. I thank you that we can open it, we can read it. And Lord, you have for us exactly what we need. And I pray you will just speak to us. Prepare our hearts to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's start in Acts 2. Let's read verses 1 through 8. Man, I, I just love these passages. Some of the verses aren't on your paper because for space reasons. So just write them down. Click a pen. Let's read together. On the day of Pentecost, um, let me pause and, and, and just define that. Um, Pentecost, it was a festival that took place. It's called other things as well uh, in, the, in the scriptures. Um, Pentecost was a festival that came 50 days after the Passover. Um, 50 days uh, when Jesus was crucified, um, they, they, they met together. In fact, Pentecost means 50th. That's, that's what it means. So for those of you that are approaching your 50th birthday, that's a, re a reason to shout instead of cry. Um, <clears throat> on the <laughs> although apparently some still are. Uh, wait till you get to 57. Seven's the number of completion. So I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make it easy on me. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Pause. All, all the believers. Don't gloss over that. <laughs> think, think about it. All the believers were meeting in one place. Well, I wish we could have that today. Amen. You're like, well, Jeff, there, there, was, only, there was only a handful. There was way more than you think. Way more than you think. And the reason I say that is historically and even extra biblically, we know that most were afraid to say they were in what the Bible calls the way, uh, that they were Christ followers, they were afraid because they, 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 they could very possibly lose their life. But all the believers were in one place. Verse 2, suddenly, and I love that word, suddenly, it, it means surprisingly to the people, not to God. When they weren't expecting it, when they had their mind on something else, in 
a moment, suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. Verse 4, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages, literally translated in other tongues, as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. And when they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be, they exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Two miracles took place. Not only were the people who were baptized with fire and uh, had, had the Holy Spirit uh, just rain down on them. And, and man, I, I, I'd, I'd love to be able to see that again. I'd love to, I'd love to see it Sunday, amen. Uh, I'd love to see it right now. Um, and they began to, to speak in other languages and speaking in tongues. And, and, but there also had to be a miracle of the ears of the ones who were hearing because they were able to hear in their native language. Now, now, now remember, what, what, what drew their attention? What made, them, what made them go, what the heck? What made, they, they used the word noise. So, so the noise, the ruckus, if you will, caused them to want to see what's going on. And when they got to where something was going on, the folks who were in the room who were filled with the Spirit and speaking in tongues and in other languages, then they came out and they began to speak and everyone was able to understand them. Hallelujah. And, 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 and I, I, I personally do not understand. Um, I, I, I've, I've, I've been all the way to as far this side as you can go. And I don't understand how this can be mistaken, <laughs> mispreached, is that a word, um, or, or ignored. This, this was the beginning of people getting zeal to go out and change the world. This was, this was, this was like, well, no, what wasn't it when the disciples went and did miracles? They didn't even know what they were doing. And I'm not being condescending to them. They, they would tell you they didn't know what they were doing. Um, they just got it wrong. And then they're in this room. God just opens up heaven. The spirit falls. They're all spirit filled with the Spirit, and they begin to just flow in the Spirit. Now, here's what, here's what, here's what I, 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 want. I, I want you to leave here today. We got to be on the same page or we'll just 
put a big pause here and we'll pick this up later because we can't just extract this out of the Bible and say that didn't happen. We also can't just extract this from the Bible and say that only happened and it only happened once. Because you, you can read throughout the New Testament where this happened. Now, where, just so you know where I stand, um, a lot of folks teach that there is only one way to know that you're filled with the Holy Spirit, and that is if you speak in tongues. But there are at least three, I can name them right off without even thinking, there's three places where the evidence of the filling of the Spirit was they began to prophesy. I mean, we got to be careful in pigeonholing God. And, and, and I, and I want to just, I just want to throw that caution out there. I don't, I don't, th- the, the scripture that is used for that, for the stance of, if, if you don't, someone told Miss Kim one time, uh, they were friends and they would walk their kids in strollers during the day and let their kids play together, our kids play together. We are still married. They are still our kids. I'm talking like she's a stranger. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, dear, but she said that you, you, you cannot be saved if you don't speak in tongues. Is that close, accurate? Yeah, dead on. That's just as ignorant as this side over here. And, 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 and again, not being a jerk about it, ignorant, you're just unlearned, there's a lack of knowledge there, that's, that's just as ignorant as those who think that this was a, a beautiful metaphor for something else. No, no, this is not a beautiful metaphor, this is a beautiful story of an account that happened. And, and, and I guess, I guess what I, I, I need to know from, from you tonight is from where you sit, are, are, are you still on the fence on whether or not God still has his giftings operative and available upon the filling of the Holy Spirit of God? Because what's amazing to me is we will read those lists of the gifts and then we just, we, man, we dig like one, two, and, and four, and well, and seven, and, and, and eight, and nine, but then the others we don't like. That's ignorant. And again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being condescending. If, if you think of a better word, tell me. Okay, then I'm going to use it. That's ignorant, because you can't just extract things that make you feel comfortable. Or you can't just extract things that go along with your bylaws. If you're going to live by this book, you got to believe what it says. So there's no shame in being on the fence on this subject. Understand that. There's no shame in being ignorant about this subject because there has been so much convoluted teaching on this subject that it is hard for a Christ follower at any level of faith to to wrap their mind around, well, which is it? Which is it? 
I, I just, do we believe that as, as we're going to read, Paul said, don't be, don't, don't be like a drunk, drunk on wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's in there. It's in your Bible. It's in your notes probably. We're going to read it. Um, it's a great study in and of itself. Do you believe that God still, upon the request of an individual that knows Jesus, will still fill people with the Holy Spirit of God? Are we on the same page there? Good. Amen. And, and, if, and if you're like, man, I'm not sure. I'm so, I'm so glad that if you're listening via podcast and you're like, I don't know, and I'm like three seconds from turning this off, please don't. Um, just hear me out and then make your own decision. Jesus was filled with the Spirit when he was baptized. Immediately after being filled with the Spirit, because here's one of the arguments that is used to dispute this, is that, well, after being filled with the Spirit, Jesus never spoke in tongues. He spent 40 days in the wilderness that is unaccounted for. I don't know what he did in the wilderness, and you don't either. So I'm not going to say definitively what he did or did not do when the Spirit was the only one he was with, the whole time he's in the wilderness, he's being prepared for ministry. You're like, he's God. Yeah, I know. But see, so that, so that he could relate to us, he came and put on a human suit so that he, 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 he had to go through what we went through. He had to be filled with the Spirit. Wait, I thought, isn't God, what about this Trinity thing? I know, I know, I get it. It's, it's okay to be confused about this. It really is. But what we can't do is we can't pretend like none of this happened. And more dangerously, I believe, is when we just pick and choose the giftings we think that God wants us to have. Because, and, and man, I, I, I will never debate the scriptures, but this is, this is a subject you probably don't want to go toe-to-toe with me on. Not because, and I'm not saying that arrogantly, but boy, that sure sounded like it. Um, and my apologies if it did, because that wasn't my heart. But I, I, I had to get some clarity on this and some revelation from God from this because I, I, I was so confused because of the way I was raised. And some, man, I had some great teaching growing up, and I'm so thankful for that. And I had some really bad teaching. And I think we all could say that. But I don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, so I... I focus on the good that I can glean and the, the good that people poured into my life and, and, and supported me and taught me and loved me and you get the idea. However, they were just operating in what they thought. I want to you and I to operate in faith. And, and to do that... You've got to be okay to walk away from safe. See, because it's, it's way easier 
to just say, that's not real, none of that happened, or that was for then, that's not for now. That is so much easier. It really is. And you'll go this far in your walk with Jesus. So it makes my heart glad to know that you still believe that God gives gifts. When I say we need another Pentecost, what I mean is that the church needs to get to a place where we are open to receive what God is wanting to send. That's what I mean. These folks in this room, and we're going we're gonna to read, and you already know, man, I ain't going to tell you nothing you don't know tonight probably. They, they were able to receive because of one simple word, and it was unity. The, you, don't, you don't hear them fighting and scrapping over this. You, it, it, it's not recorded. And man, there's, 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 there are some questionable things recorded in the scripture, man, like Thomas, who, who everyone says doubted. No, Thomas just, man, this was a major life-changing moment. He just needed some confirmation. He wasn't going to be just going on what some guy said. I give the guy credit personally. But, but, but I want us to understand that we need to be open as they were open. Not just for anything, but be open for what God has for us and what God has done since the beginning of time to his people, pre-cross, the Holy Spirit would light on folks or land on folks, fill folks, and they could do mighty exploits, the Bible says in the book of Daniel. And, 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 and then the Holy Spirit would then leave them. That's why Jesus said, stop, stop trying to stop me from getting to the cross, guys, because if I don't go, I can't send the Holy Spirit to come and stay with you. So the Holy Spirit comes and the Holy Spirit indwells you the minute you say yes to Jesus and, and you give him your life. But then subsequently after that, you can't, listen, you're going to run out of gas. You're going you're gonna to need a refill I didn't say you're going to stop and need to get saved again. See, there's, there's, just clear that up. You don't, that's not what I'm saying. If you need to be saved, be saved. <laughs> but there, are, but you've got to, man, be filled with the Spirit. It's not an option. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. We need the mindset of these early church believers that we're all together in a room in one accord, in unity, praying. And then when God sent fire from heaven and did the miracle that we just read about, we need to, we need to desire that. We need to hunger for that. You're like, well, I, I tell you what, you, you hunger for that and then I'll just... I'll, I'll be over here, and then I'll just walk with you after, after that. No, it don't work that way. That's not one accord. That's not one accord. That's, that's, like, that's like the children of Israel 
God called Moses and all his people up on the mountain. And they said, Moses, you go see what God wants to say. And then come back and tell us. Well, Moses did leave. And things didn't go well while he was gone. See, you got to walk in unity. You got to walk together. That doesn't mean you have to understand and know everything. If we did, it wouldn't be by faith. Amen. We need another Pentecost. It was called in the scripture elsewhere, the Feast of Weeks. Find that in the book of Exodus chapter 34. It was also called the Feast of the Harvest. Now, it was called the Feast of the Harvest literally because there would be a great harvest of crop. But now if you think about the symbolism and the spiritual application of what we just read in Acts 2, there was a great harvest. As folks were filled with the Spirit of God and were able to minister and tell people about the risen Savior in their own languages that they heard, in their own dialect, in their own... Do you understand what I'm saying? That's a miracle. And God is not done with miracles. But there is a harvest that he wants to happen. And I believe I want it to happen while I'm alive because I want to see it. Pentecost was a day of, uh, 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 of, of when the Feast of Harvest would take place. They spent time praising him. They spent time in the quiet. They would just meditate. They would just ponder in their heart the things that God had done. They would put all of their focus on the Creator. All of it. No distraction. And God would speak. And God would bless. And God would do things like we just read. People were expected to attend the Feast of Harvest and the Feast of Weeks. They were expected to attend. But what, you, well, you can read the scripture and find out as well, because there was a great division. Historically, you can read, there was a great division. Some people would show up, but they, they, they would show up to see what the circus was all about. They, they want to see what God was going to do so they could go and say false things about how that happened and how that was fake. And In Acts chapter 1, verse 3, it says, During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually, remember that word? <laughs> <laughs> that he was actually alive, and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. So Jesus was with them for 40 days, and then he ascended back to heaven, 
10 days after that ascension, 50 days after the resurrection, the words of John the Baptist were fulfilled. We read those in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God, but someone is coming, his name is Jesus, by the way, who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not worthy even to be his slave and carry his sandals. And he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now, I don't want to go any farther. I don't want to go any farther. I want you to know that I 100% embrace and accept the fact that for some of us, that phrase alone baptize you with the Holy Spirit confuses you. And if it does, I want us to just slow down and let's talk about it. Let's, let's unpack this thing because it's not some mystical thing that only a few people, like only preachers get it. Preachers need it. Being baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, nobody, I know nobody's going to answer this hell. I know nobody is. I get it because you think I'm setting you up. You have every right to think that. (laughs) Because if I went to this church, I would never answer a question. (laughs) But for those of you that might... When it says that he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire, is that baptism of the Holy Spirit and with fire, is that the same of filling of the Spirit when you get saved, as the Bible says, or when, when you come to know Jesus and he indwells you and you, you become the temple of the living God and he is inside of you through the, uh, the, the, the person of the Spirit of Almighty God, is, is that baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that's all through your Bible. I don't know why we don't talk about it more, because it's all over your Bible, uh, in the New Testament even, believe it or not. But is, do, 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 do you believe or do you think that it is the same thing as when you are saved? I'm asking, genuinely asking. I promise I'm not going to make fun of you if you say something that is worthy to be mocked just kidding anybody is it the same thing jeff huh okay Amen. We have a body, soul, Amen. So the spirit's already there. Amen. It's just when God connects with that spirit, it, it becomes alive. Amen. And the more you put your faith in God, the more that spirit becomes active in your life. Uh, undoubtedly. Well, the Spirit has to illuminate it. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. The more you get that into you, the more you eat the word, the stronger your faith becomes and the stronger your spirit becomes. And yeah, you'll operate in those gifts because that's what God wants you to do with them. I mean, they're, they're not there just to read and say, oh, cool. <laughs> uh, I mean, right. Amen. 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 It's harder to resist it than it is just do it. <laughs> You're right. Who else? Who else? You want to comment on that? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. And, and that's, a, that's scriptural. That's in the Bible. Well, as you as you grow, you 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 realize that, and uh, at the risk of sounding like I interrupted you because I totally did, uh, but I, it it is it it it's you gain an understanding of that verse is in the Bible that it, that is evidence. But it's not the only evidence, and and that's and that's the challenge that the church faces today, is the confusion because you've got those that don't believe it at all. You got some that believe it, uh, but they're on the fence, and you got some that uh, believe it, but there's only one way that you and 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 I I just don't put God in a box like that, and neither does the scriptures. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. And I know that that uh, I know that can be very polarizing, especially with an interdenominational church like we are. It can be very very polarizing because it's it's like well I've heard it this way, bam bam bam, all my life I've heard it this way, this way, this way, this way, and you know what? It makes sense what they say, bam bam. And I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm just saying that well, let's read the whole story. Let's read the whole story. We need another Pentecost. We need another time where a group of believers will come together and pray that God will do whatever he wants to do and we're open to it and, and, and we, we need to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. And, and, and what people get hung up on sometimes is Speaking in tongues is one thing. Praying in tongues is another thing. There's, that word tongue can, can just mean dialect. It can just, it's, just like, it's like when you go to Kentucky. Enough said. You're speaking English, but it, sometimes it don't sound like it. Am I right or am I right? 
and, and you're like, move on, Jeff. You're, you're about to get voted out. I'm meddling now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, 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 and it gets tricky because if you, don't, if you just read it at a glance or if you just listen to somebody tell you, You've, you've got to know what the Bible is talking about when it's talking about what it's talking about. Miss Lena. Okay, let me ask you this. If it's not separate, if it's not separate and filled, I mean, the spirit is the spirit. It's one spirit. There's not separate spirits. Being raised Pentecostal, mm-hmm. they put way too much emphasis on the gift tongues. Mm-hmm. That would be the first thing. Sure. Absolutely. 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 Totally agree. A special need. I think it's. I think it's what Jeff meant by uh, for you to be able to do what he's called you to do at this moment when you don't think you can do the miracle that needs to be done at this moment and he's calling on you to do it. And you can argue with God all day long and you missed your window of opportunity when what you need is a fresh feeling of the Holy spirit. Although the spirit is still in you, you are, you are getting filled for a purpose. These folks in acts two were filled for a purpose. You got, and, and that's, that's the, to me, that's the missing. You, you, you talked about growing up Pentecostal and, you know, Tom and I used to have long conversations about, and we never disagreed. He, I mean, he might have came home and said that I was stupid, but he, we never disagreed about it because we were on the same page that, that, that I was raised with a warped sense of grace. I was raised that no matter what you did, or how often you did it, or how you lived, what you said, what you did, et cetera, et cetera, all you had to do, I mean, I mean, grace was like the trump card. Live any way you want, and then play, play the grace card, and you're good. The other side of the coin is, you didn't talk enough about grace. Exactly. Exactly. And the reality of it is, and the truth of the scripture is, right here in the middle is the truth. The truth of an ever-present grace of God that says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. So that, that grace is there, and when we mess it up, thank God for grace. Amen. But we Get, we can't ignore the other part of the picture either because we need the filling of the Holy Spirit of God or we cannot do what it is we are on this earth to do. I will go even farther and say, especially in the days we're living in right now. There, there, there are those of us in this room that have a specific purpose that you need to walk in and I need to walk in tomorrow or tonight in your home. 
And if you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit in you, A, you're not going to have the courage to do it. B, you're not going to do it. And C, the devil wins. So then when you fill it again, you already feel defeated. Are you with me? If, if we would just, if we would just have enough faith to say, God, I'm being straight up honest. You already know my heart, so it's dumb for me to lie. I'm being straight up honest. There's a whole lot about this I don't understand. But you know what? I want another Pentecost. I'm, I'm talking about the unity and the like-mindedness where they were willing to accept anything that God wanted to give them. And you may not even know that you need it until you get it. Then you'll understand the purpose for which you received it. And you will thank God over and over and over again because you would not have been able to fulfill what he called you to do that day, that moment, tomorrow, whatever, Without it, you would not have been able to do it. I'm telling you, the, the, the enemy will cut you down. Hold on, Jeff. The, the spirit that's in you isn't strong enough? Absolutely, absolutely. But, but listen, God was with people in the scriptures. And when they would go and do some mighty act, God would have to send or would choose to send his spirit so they could fulfill what it was they needed to do. Did God have to do? No. All God had to do was just blink and just start flicking enemies out the way. But it was a beautiful foreshadowing of the filling of the Spirit to accomplish the will of God. And I don't think it's an accident that it is also called the Feast of the Harvest. Because we need a great harvest and you and I can't do it on our own power. We can't. Forget about it. You can't. I know it would sound awesome if we could, but we can't. Ma'am? Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So, yep. And he, we know he was. We know that he was filled because then, when he messed it up yes. with the neighbor lady right. in Psalm fifty-one, when he says, "Don't take your," he wasn't. He wasn't saying my salvation. He was saying that special anointing that you gave me to do what I'm on this planet to do. Don't take that from me. I know I messed this up. I know I did. Forgive me. Created me a clean heart. Don't take away the spirit from me. It's just another way of... And, 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 and that's why I forget what conference we were at, Robbie, you might remember, but one of the main speakers, and I still absolutely love this pastor, and I got all of his books and I listened to his podcast, he's a great speaker, but he, he kind of made light of the word anointing. 
And he, he said that there's no special anointing outside of when you got saved. Immediately, verse at the verse, I mean, in context, verse at the verse at the verse went through my mind of, I, I, don't, I don't possess the ability to do things without the anointing of Jesus Christ. I don't. I don't. And thank God for the Spirit in me that will lead, guide, and give me strength and wisdom and all the things that Jeff talked about and mentioned. But there are times where, as we are instructed, any man who needs wisdom, let him pray, and God on high will give wisdom. So, I mean, more than we even need. What do you think that is? I mean... Well, Jeff, how does that come packaged? I need to know how that comes packaged. Does that come packaged does, when you get wisdom, all of a sudden you, you know everything or you just know the answer? I can know how this comes packaged because I got to know how to prep for this. That's the problem. We got to stop prepping for stuff. We got to show up in unity and ask God to do what he wants to do. And you and I, in order to have another quote-unquote Pentecost is for us to be willing to say, here I am, Lord, do whatever you want to me. I ain't speaking for nobody else. I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to do that on your own. And, 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 and let me help you with one other thing. And, and I hear this a lot. I hear this so often. This ain't a one and done. It's not a one and done. Just because you pray for something and you don't feel a particular way, don't live out of your soul. Live out of your spirit. Don't live on the way you thought it was going to feel. There is no mention of how they felt. There's mention to how everybody that heard it felt. But there's no mention of how the people where the Spirit of the Lord fell on them. And they began to speak in other languages and other tongues as people gathered in the city for the feast. There's no mention that they felt, just did what God told them to do. And they were empowered to do it. We need another Pentecost. On this day, they set aside to praise the Lord for a great harvest. And God began to harvest the lost souls. I put this in your notes. I think, scratch that. I believe to the core of who I am. I believe we, know, we need another Pentecost revelation. Does it have to look exactly like it looked before? I, it, it probably won't. Rarely does Jesus duplicate himself. I mean, here, to my knowledge, and I know we don't have everything Jesus did in the Bible, or it would be, yeah, you get it. But to my knowledge, he only spit in one dude's eye. Well, on the ground, and then rubbed it in his face. 
But what we need is a Pentecost revelation. Why it happened. How it happened. What took place after it happened. We need a Pentecost revelation which will bring about a revolution. You and I, inside of a, we, we will feel empowered. That's what a revolution does. A revolution says, I don't like the way things are. Revolution has in it the word revolt. We're going to, listen, man, it's, it's I, I always call it modern rebellion. Certainly, I'm not advocating rebellion against the Lord or authority by the farthest stretch. But listen, we're going to run upstream, if you will, once we pray for these revelations. And a revolution will start to take place inside of you, and you know what the last R is, because it's going to bring about a revival. Hallelujah. And we want to reverse engineer this. We would prefer that God bring us revival, which would start a revolution, which would then begin to show us signs and wonders and revelation. It doesn't work that way. It's exactly the opposite of how it works. We need to pray for a Pentecost revelation. That is a, 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 a spirit of Pentecost. It'll bring about a revolution which will result in revival. But we make the mistake of doing it backwards. One of, yes, sorry, go ahead. Uh huh. Well, because we're not in the we're You got that right. <laughs> and, and we don't listen. And, and that's how we get ourselves in trouble. Or the opposite. Or the Do opposite. it. And, and, this, and that's what I was going to get at, Mike. The other thing is, I love what Todd White says. He says, you know, we're a peculiar people. So I'll hear from God, and I just go act on it. I'll <laughs> yeah. Not afraid to move on 
here's the, you, you, what, what you keyed on was critical. It's not that we're ever wrong. His sheep know his voice. And when we hear his voice, we do exactly what he says. The problem that, that many in the church face is how we gauge success. If someone says, oh, yes, please pray for me right now, and then we count that as success. I heard from you, God. But if we pray for somebody and we feel strongly that we're going to pray and they're going to be healed and we pray and they say, man, I didn't feel nothing. Absolutely, we're resolved. That's, that's, and that's the challenge. Right. And, and that's the whole, you know what, those three pages you got, that's the whole daggone lesson <laughs> is we can't be results driven. We've got to just obey. These folks were sitting in a room praying. They were praying. They didn't have the complete word of God. They were just praying. They were at a crossroads in their faith. And they were just like-minded they were just praying. We just, look, we don't know what our next step is. Jesus told us, just go to this town and wait. Okay. Well, easy for you to say, Jesus, because you're getting ready to go to heaven. And we're down here, and they're trying to kill us. And they were in the room. And when they began to speak, and what I believe to be the other half of the miracle, and folks heard in the language that they were speaking, that just so happened to be the language that they spoke, we want it to always end up like that. But let me end with this, and, and, and then you, you read Acts 1 and 2 over and over and over and over again until next Wednesday. Let me end with this. We want it to end like that. We want the results to be. Uh, God said this, I did that, and bam, that's exactly how it happened. Results driven. I want to remind you that one day Jesus encountered a blind man. And the blind man wanted to be healed. And so Jesus touched his eyes. and He said, now open your eyes. What do you see? Well, I, I see some shadow-like figures of men. They, they kind of look like trees. Ain't it a bummer that Jesus couldn't do a miracle? No, man. What he was teaching us is this. Sometimes you got to be like that man. 
the Bible said that Jesus touched him again. And then he said, open your eyes, what do you see? And he had 20-20. We can't base it on first responses. We can't even base it on any response. All we can do is pray for the filling of the Spirit. And, and what I want to do for the uh, next couple of weeks is just talk about what that looks like. Scripturally, what does that mean? What does that look like? What, the, what, the, what, 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 what do I need to be looking for? What, what, what evidence will I have? What, 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 how's that packaged up? Because i got to have proof or I can't believe. You're going to be incredibly disappointed every Wednesday because I'm not going to answer that question because there is no answer to that question. The answer to having another spirit of Pentecost is this church, the church, being willing to come in, hearts clean, hearts clean, Nothing against someone else. Hearts pure. Clean hands. Pure heart. Coming and praying. We don't have to all pray for the same thing. But we're like, we want the same thing. What do we want? The will of God to be done. And you need empowered through the filling of the Spirit to accomplish what you need. You need empowered and through the filling of the Spirit to do. I need empowered through the filling of the Spirit to do what I am supposed to do for this moment. Twelve hours from now, it might be another moment. Does that mean the Spirit left me? No, it doesn't. It just means that sometimes you just need a second touch. And we're so afraid that we'll look weak if we say, God, I need you to touch me again. Because I want to walk in the strength of that faith that when you create in our church a spirit of Pentecost, which is just a spirit of a harvest, and we, we all agree together That all we want is to be open to whatever God wants in us, from us, to do to us, etc. When we come to terms with that, I'm telling you, we will not be able to contain the people in this room that will be drawn to this place to be saved, to be healed. I'm I'm telling you, 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 if you believe the Bible at all, you've got to understand it starts with us saying yes to Jesus, pursuing a holy life, getting sin out of our life, and then being filled with the Spirit. And I I wish I had time, but I'll do it next week. That, when when Paul says, when God speaks through Paul and, and he gives us that command, be ye filled with the Spirit, the King James says, whenever the, when, when he gives us that command, um, there's so much power in that. And if you look at how it's originally written, 
I fall short of it. I do. I fall short of it. I fall short of it. You know why I fall short of it? Because I'm impatient. I fall short of it. Instead of sticking with it, daggone it. Instead of staying with it. I get impatient. Because I got I to go meet somebody. I got to go. Some, somebody needs to talk to me. I got I to. You, you know what I need to do? I need to say, you know what? I'm not, I, I am not going to meet with you because I don't have anything to say to you because God hasn't spoke to me. That's what we need to do. But then when he does, you better tear the door off the hinges and get to where God tells you to get and speak it. My prayer is that you don't leave confused. I rebuke the spirit of confusion in the name of Jesus. Because this is not confusing. It challenges us though. Because it challenges us to go deeper than we are right now. Jeff, I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm, just, not, I'm just not there yet. Awesome. Awesome. We're so excited to see you come along because you're going to be stronger in an area than I am. And I need you to pray for me. And I'm going to pray for you. And Kim's going to pray for Candace. And Candace's going to pray for everybody. We need another Pentecost. And this has just been weighing on me. I wish. I just wish. I confessed Sunday to you that God's doing a work in me. Bless you. That, that, that I don't care what you think about what I preach about. And I'm not saying that arrogantly. I'm saying that shamefully because I, I, I need to be bold enough to speak to you as God speaks to me regardless of what you think about it and the devil's a punk. But I, I wish, in my prayer, man, when I read the book of Acts, when you read about Peter's exploits, and, and Paul, sweet mother, when you read about that, do you think they cared what anybody thought? I want, I want Living Water to be the church that in humility, is willing to be a fool for Jesus. That is, that is my only prayer for living water right now. That we just, we will stop caring about what someone thinks about how I worship or what I do or what I say or I, I, I'm just, I'm, time's running out. I sense it. You do too. So, let's pray. Here's what I want you to do. If, 
And I don't want you to care what anybody thinks. I don't want anybody to be by themselves. Whoever you're sitting near, I want you to just sit with them. I, I, I just don't want anybody. I, just, I want you to just, 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 just put your hand on them. Another, another notebook I got filled up full of the truth of impartation. We ain't, we ain't ready for that yet. But I want you to just lay your hands on somebody. Don't worry about what they think. They're going to thank you down the road. For the next minute, I want you to pray what God lays on your heart. Listen, listen. Don't soften it up. Don't sweeten it up. Pray it the way God gives it to you for the person that you are with right now. And then I want it to go the other way as well. Just pray. Now I want you, I want your partner that you were praying with, I want them to pray for you. I want you to pray exactly what God speaks in your heart. And, 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 and here's the thing. I just wish we would learn to pray out loud. We just pray. Be bold enough to pray what God tells you to pray. And pray it like the devil's sitting next to him, talking in the other ear, because he is. Before I pray, did the person next to you, did, did they pray exactly what you needed to hear? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah. That's what I thought. Father, I lift up my brothers and sisters to you. I thank you for this time in the middle of the week that we can get together and just go deeper. I pray, God, 
I pray against the spirit of confusion. I pray against the spirit of division and disruption, disillusionment, discouragement. I speak against that in the name of Jesus and I claim the blood of Jesus over those things. And God, I ask that we would just pray for the willingness to be open. If we've prayed it for 20 years, I pray, God, that we would just do it again and mean it. And we will not quit until you fall from heaven and you do whatever you want to do in us. I'm going to ask you tonight to stay in the spirit of prayer. If you got to get kids, I totally understand, but I'm, I'm just asking you to feel the weight of this. Pray for a spirit of Pentecost. God bless you.